Right. How would you define a maverick? Uh, someone who, I guess, does things differently. Mm-hmm. Questions why. Uh, questions why all the time. Why why do things a particular way, and doesn't assume just because they've been done a certain way, or that everyone think everyone's doing things a certain way. That that's a maybe even a good way or necessarily the right way to be doing something. Thank you. The London School of Economics developed a maverickism scale. I'm going to give you seven statements. You just need to say true, false or can't decide. People tell me that I'm a maverick. True. I have a knack for getting things right when least expected. True. I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people. True. I am much more productive than other people. Yeah, I know you want a true or false. I'd say when I'm when I'm when I'm in my zone, absolutely. When mm. I'm out of it, absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> I have so, very yeah. I have very unusual talents. True. I'm generally underestimated by people. Probably true. Yeah. I do things differently and better than most people when I work. Okay. Why do you do things differently, Darius? Yeah, because I can see, uh, to me, what seems a better way, simpler way, easier way, more interesting way. Um, Or I figure it's like, how are we going to progress and learn as a society if we're always doing things the same way? So even if there's a good way Mm -hmm. and it's working, I'm like, great, I'll, I'll do it differently and see if I can discover something new. Okay. Does doing doing things differently require certain skills? And if so, what are they? So I suppose, maybe an obvious one, but but not to overlook it, it's just like not minding that you're you're standing out and being different or that you might get things wrong or people might, you know, look at you a bit weirdly or whatever. Okay. Um, so I remember when I was I was practicing a different way of walking, which I uh, kind of found out about, and I was with someone. I said, "Oh, look, let's just try it walking down the street." They were so self-conscious; they just didn't even want to try it. Yes. Yeah, whereas for me, it's like, well, you know, really don't mind. Okay. So I suppose I suppose that kind of not minding, you know, swimming the other direction, and then comes with that, you know, there's lots of failure. Okay. There's lots of things not working out, so also seeing that as a kind of interesting, productive learning rather than, oh, I've tried it a different way, it didn't work, I'll go back to the way I was doing it. Okay. Um, so those kind of skills, I suppose, or, or characteristics. Um, and then, I guess, the, the second set is around actually, I don't know, creativity is quite the right word, but having the invention or kind of the ideas or like how do you work out what would be different to do so often when I'm in a situation like oh let's do this differently uh, I find people find it very hard to think outside of what's already there Mm. whereas for me yeah it's a very natural kind of you know to be able to visualize a different possibility or a different future or a different way of, of that things could be okay what aspects of your character influence your maverick approach? 
probably uh, liking to show you know show people that things they think are impossible are possible. Okay. So kind of push push the limits of what's possible. Okay. Do you think your childhood in any way impacted on you being a maverick? Yes, I'd say my father was. Um, I don't think people would describe him as a maverick, but he did things his own way. Okay. And so it showed, you know, I had a very clear role model showing it was possible to make your own choices and, and how, you know, how many times was, he was much more effective than people around him. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that was a big influence showing what's possible and, and what results can come from that. Thank you for sharing that. Mavericks often have unusual talents. What would you say yours are? I seem to, one thing which I've, I've kind of been reflecting on recently is that I seem to, from a very young age, and I'm talking like even like 10, mm -hmm. seem to be able to listen to someone's situation mm -hmm. and be able to improve it somehow. Okay. So, I, you know, I remember initially, even at that age, like adults coming to me with a kind of question or something they were facing, and I'd say something like, oh, that's really helpful. Okay. And then, you know, as I got a little bit older, even like, you know, sort of in my teenage years or kind of early 20s, working with people that were, you know, at the top of their field, mm -hmm. and we would talk about something, and somehow I had the ability to kind of offer a perspective or an insight or, or reflect back to them something that they couldn't or hadn't seen or, you know, genuinely was kind of like, wow, I've been working in this field for 30 years, I've never been asked that question before. Okay. So... Okay. I don't know if that's coherent, but something wrong. Yeah, no, no, no. Make a difference to people. Makes sense. How do you see rules? Well, I'm told I see them as guidelines rather than rules. Okay. But I see. I, I guess I see. I see them as temporary, um, artificial, um, and my job is. Kind of try and work out what the next set of rules is going to be when they get created. Okay. Have you always taken a maverick approach to business, or was there a particular trigger? Yeah, I think always. Yeah. Okay. And I, I kind of, and also I think that was what I felt was a competitive, competitive advantage that I had was, was that I would do things and see things differently. Okay. Are you always a maverick or do you choose to be so at times? Uh, I would say I choose to be most of the time. Okay. And how and why do you choose to be a maverick or not? I find it more energising. I learn more. Yeah, it's about discovering new things, I think. Okay. And is this choice a conscious or unconscious decision? That in this situation, I'm going to be a maverick. This is not a situation to be a maverick. Yeah, no, it's conscious. It's okay. Conscious. What are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business?
I think I think the advantages mostly are around uh, making different connections, seeing different ways of doing things, uh, joining up ideas, customers, clients, products. So, so it's probably much more invention, makes it much more interesting. Maybe for staff, it's kind of like um, yeah, more engaging there, learning and discovering things. Mm-hmm. And the disadvantages? Um, I think, I mean, the one kind of huge one, at least that's in my mind mostly, mostly is that all of the skill and talent I had, and part, part of which at least was kind of being a maverick, you know, and enabling lots of incredible things to happen, disguised and enabled me to avoid the fact that I didn't have a great business model. Okay. So so what would have become much more apparent much more quickly Yeah. didn't because I was using all sorts of creativity and inventiveness and you know amazing things happening to sustain something that really was unsustainable. Okay. And shouldn't you know shouldn't have survived a year and yet kind of grew into something, you know, quite reasonably significant. Okay. So then realised it was dependent on me because because of my approach, and as soon as I stepped back from it, it wasn't you know, good to that. Okay. Are there any situations when being a maverick is positively harmful? So. I think I think the ones that spring to mind, and again, it depends a little bit on how you frame it. But there are times when, let's say, in an emergency or in a crisis situation, that sort of, oh, let me try it this way. Like, if there's a you know, if there's a good, safe way to get out of a situation, you know, not, not, probably not the time to be experimenting. And okay. Okay. So, I wonder where this door leads. Just like take the one last exit. You know? Okay. And at the same time, you know, not you know, at the same time, it's obviously. In a really difficult situation than being a maverick, when there's no ideas and it's like perfect. Yes. If there's, like a way, if there's a way out, then, then um, that would be it. And I think the second one is that I think it can be energizing for people and interesting and like, wow, but, but if it's too much and too sustained, and, you know, it's, you know, I love it because that's my comfort zone, but other people it can be too much for to live with for too long. Yeah. So I think it could be then. It'd be draining, and it's like, oh no, not another one. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Ha- has age and experience altered your maverick approach? And if so, how? I think probably it's it's sort of polarizing my mavericity, that's a word. It um, is now. <laughs> so I think I probably think more unthinkable ideas and bigger ideas and kind of bolder ideas. And probably on smaller scale scale stuff, I'm not so maverick anymore. I just kind of, you know, like, you know, it's not. I, put, I guess I use my energy in a different way. Okay. Rather than just, you know, kind of being inventive. I mean, I still am, but probably less so than I was. Okay. What aspects of your life are you most and least maverick in? Not business, your life. Yeah, my 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 thinking. That's not too mm-hmm. much of a cheat, but yeah, there's this there's literally how you know how we live. You know, for me, I'm really conscious of us uh, being animals. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like and and there's so much of 
social convention that just seems so alien. So, for example, um, you know, I, I didn't wash my hair for about 20 years. Okay. On the basis of like, well, we weren't born with a bottle of shampoo in our hands, so mm-hmm. how come we need shampoo? Mm-hmm. Um, so just even at that basic level, just like really like, okay, why are we doing things the way we, we, we do them? Okay. Uh, so that's most my break, maybe, and at least... Probably, probably, let's say maybe around money, you know, finances, and just having money in the bank and, yeah, Okay. What aspects of your business are you most and least maverick in? I think somehow with, yeah, some, in, in conversations with clients, I'd say kind of really cutting through, asking questions that they're not expecting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, client relationships probably. So most yeah. maverick with client relationships. And, yeah. and least maverick? Um, you know, I'm probably going to go back to the bank one again. Yeah, yeah, I thought you might say that. How do you balance being a maverick with home life? Well, yeah, if you ask my wife that question, mm-hmm. she would say I, I don't in the sense that, you know, with the kids, I'm always kind of, you know, doing things quite differently with them, helping them learn things differently, or even just letting them be, you know, letting them be really different, mm-hmm. not, not stopping things, or approaching risk in a very different way from, you know, so, so there's lots of things I let them do that other people would see are risky, but I think their fear is getting in the way of seeing that actually there isn't much risk. And there's other things which I wouldn't, you know, if you don't know, I adjust the risk or the impact of that's kind of much more so. Is any part of being a maverick related to the legacy you want to leave behind? Only to the extent of, you know, if, if, if I can discover new ways or new powers of doing things, um, and that's kind of helpful to other people, then, then great. Okay. How much, if anything, of being a maverick is related to giving back, give back? In what sense? In the sense that sometimes people I'm interviewing, they're doing things because they want to give back to other people, whether it's for charity, whether it's to help people. So I'm, I'm, I'm confused by the question. So if I, if I'm, if you're asking me, you know, how much of my kind of life is orientated towards giving back, mm. that for me is a straightforward question to answer. Yeah. If it, it's the maverick bit that I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of. Okay, I think it's about, well, some people, the reason they choose to operate as a maverick is because part of their whole being is that I'm a, I want to, part of my role as being a maverick is I want to do this and I want to give back in this way. 
yeah, so for me, they're totally disconnected. Okay. There's no, there's, there's, I would say I'm both, but, yeah. but they're, they're two separate. Okay. Okay. Things, I don't see them as related. How do your ethics and values impact on you being a maverick, do you think? So personally, mm-hmm. I think the, you know, we talked about some of the characteristics and, and qualities needed to be maverick. Mm-hmm. And I, I think having a strong value set mm-hmm. is really integral to that. Okay. So, and having integrity um, and curiosity and, you know, being serving. Okay. For me, kind of, yeah, help energize and support than thinking and acting differently. Okay. Because there's a a purpose to it. Okay. Mavericks tend to be risk takers. What's the biggest risk you've taken in business to date? Quite a few. I, I guess I suppose the starting of my business, or starting of my first business, was the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I think the decision to start my business, okay, in the sense that I risked, you know, the decision I took was to start a business I knew nothing about, okay, in an industry I knew nothing about, okay, and risk everything that I had, like put everything on the line to kind of, okay, is it going to work or not? Thank you for sharing that. How many ventures have you taken in the past five years? Yeah, okay, so I'd say five. Okay. And what would you consider are the characteristics of a successful venture? According to your definition. So one that cre- creates extraordinary value. Okay. Um, and, you know, that value, you know, creates a positive difference for people in the world. Okay. So it kind of serves, serves you know, clients and customers. Mm-hmm. Serves us as the kind of owners or creators of the project or the business. Mm-hmm. And has a and has a long lasting you know, future benefit for the world. Okay, thank you. In a, in, in a, in a significant way, that's mm. a big way. Okay. So, of these ventures that you've undertaken, what percentage were successful according to your definition of success you've just given me? So, uh, none yet. Okay. And of the ventures that you have done, when they are successful, what is it? What do you do that makes the venture successful? I guess hold the vision. So mm-hmm. having, having having a vision and holding a vision. Mm-hmm. 
and then yeah, being creative around getting around all the challenges or kind of obstacles of, you know, that come with starting a venture, okay. trailblazing, figuring out. You know, I guess there's lots of uncertainty mm-hmm. in doing something new. Um, and that's where I think a maverick approach can actually be quite useful because the you know there aren't rules yet. Okay. Like, okay this hasn't been done before, we need to figure out a way. Have you had any ventures that were unsuccessful? Yes. Okay. And what would you consider was the main reason for their failure? So, I mean, if I go back to the historical one, I think I already sort of talked about it, it was mm-hmm. just, you know, it was almost being too, having it be too dependent on me. Mm-hmm and my abilities and, and, and thinking rather than a, a systematic model that could, could run without me. Okay. As a maverick, what are you afraid of? It used to be being the same as everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then I realised I was, even, you know... <laughs> <laughs> may have some different ideas um, I think I think the biggest the biggest fear is kind of discovering something new mm. that has huge potential benefit for people mm. in the world and not being able you know not managing to communicate or articulate or have it adopted as a kind of look this could be so much better if we all did this okay. so that lost you know having having really found something that's genuinely transformative and it not getting the airtime or the opportunity to be picked up. Okay. Are there any career choices that you regret as it relates to your potential as a maverick? I think, I mean, the greatest thing about the choice I've made Mm -hmm. is that I hit a really big bump, Mm. you know, know, and that's helped me to reflect and understand myself much more deeply than I think anything else would have done. Mm-hmm. So I'm incredibly grateful and appreciative most of the time mm-hmm. for that. For that, and if I realised that I was as maverick as I am mm-hmm. in a way, I would have just made that my job. Of like, you know, if, if if I could have made a business out of just being maverick, yeah, like coming in and helping people think differently, and you know, I had, you know, I. I as I say, I've gone down a different path, which has been, you know, has created a real benefit. But in a way, that's what I'm doing more now, is kind of having the opportunity to kind of just sell what, what is a great strength or you know, can be a great strength. Okay. How important is team to you as a maverick? Um, I mean, it's vital in the sense that the skills and interests I have mm-hmm. are are not rounded, so they you know where I'm strong, you know it's fantastic and can bring a lot, mm-hmm. but on their own, uh, or kind of you know need to be complemented by you know a team really to then bring to fruition and, and execute and deliver on an idea or a project or whatever. So. Um, Yeah, so to me, I think, yeah, that the team piece is, is an important part of kind of having the whole package. 
okay. and enabling me to be at my best as a maverick. Okay. Do you draw upon other mavericks in any way? I mean, a little bit in the sense of... You know, it's, it's, it's reassuring, but kind of great to see other people pushing the boundaries and doing things differently. Mm -hmm. But not, yeah, not... I don't. I wouldn't say I have a huge need for reassurance around it because it's just, it's you know, I'm, I'm happy being. You know, I can see how different my approaches and thinking are, so mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm not okay. For, uh, reassurance. Does being a maverick affect your approach to leadership? It does because. Sometimes I'm asking people to do things which to them look impossible from, from what they can see. Mm -hmm. or, or look, you know, suicide, or looks, you know, it look like it's going to be a disaster. Okay. So, leading people into a, you know, a place that is unknown for them, looks scary, mm -hmm. they can't, they don't have, you know, even the confidence, even having explained it, like, how would you, have, you know, how is that ever going to work? Mm takes you know takes even you know say even more but a particular set of way of leading people to give people that confidence or yeah risk taking yeah. to go to places that they would never otherwise you know, follow you, go to go themselves you know, they might follow you but okay. um, so yeah a lot of conviction conviction is being a maverick related to creativity and if so how I, I think so because um, I think without creativity, I, I, you know, the sense of being able to come up with new ideas and new approaches. So, so I, I think it's quite integral. Okay. And I, I don't see, I don't, you know, without creativity, I can't see how you would come up with the initial possibilities in the first place. Okay. Of like of what might be different. So yeah, I'd, I'd say it's quite. Okay. How is being a maverick related to innovation? Yeah, somehow I feel it, you know, I mean, the result of being a maverick might be some innovations. But it, it innovation feels a bit purposeful. Okay. And I think part of being a maverick is kind of being different without purpose. Okay. You know, just kind of just a natural state of inquiry into how things are and how they might be different okay. rather than innovating around, you know, I, I mean, I'm, you know, one can innovate kind of wildly or openly, but I think for me anyway, the word innovate is more kind of like, oh, we've got a computer, so what innovations? Mm -hmm. Rather than, yeah, much more broad, open, like, why are we even using computers? Okay, okay. Is there anyone who's a maverick that inspires you? I mean, I, I read Maverick, the book, you know, Ricardo Semler's book. It's great. It's great. So that was, you know, it's a lovely, you know, what, what was the most inspiring thing about it was he, he was really young when he did it. You know, he took on a big, you know, made some big decisions at a young age. You know, he, he had the opportunity of that responsibility, and he didn't. He didn't think. He didn't go. I'll play it. I'll, I'll I'll play it safe for a couple of years, and then 
take a few risks. He just did, took the whole thing, like, right, if I'm doing this, this is what I'm going to do. So I think that was, you know, I'm probably a little bit more, you know, I'm, I'm quite maverick, but I'm probably a little bit more like, okay, well, what's, I don't want to destroy all the value here, mm. you know, especially if someone else has created it. Yeah, yeah. So whereas he was like, those were his terms, as it were, for taking on, you know, his father's business. So Okay. Um, who else would they... There's, there's so much inertia in the status quo mm. about just how things are. The momentum that's there, just like trying to change anything, is like really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And so there's lots of people saying things which are you know, like in education you know, that, are, that are different from how things are done at the moment. But, but I say no one's listening to. Mm. But you know they've been saying them for a long time. Oh, it could be different. We could educate people differently, you know. Um, so even, you know, I guess even people like you know, Montessori or Rudolf Steiner or kind of, mm, yeah. those are old examples, but, you know, great examples of people thinking differently about, you know, why things are the way they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, no, it's a good question. I don't, I don't, I don't, Yeah, there's not, there's not, there's not a whole bunch of people that come to mind. I, I love celebrating people that really from the beginning. Like, why are we doing this the way we're doing it? Do we even need to do it? Okay. There's, there's, there's not many people doing that, but I, I love it when they do. Okay. Who is someone in your life that makes all the difference? So yeah, I mean, so there's a guy called Paul. You know, that's that's kind of. Yeah, really, really. I mean, it was it was it's been a great support, mm-hmm. particularly kind of through that bumpy period. I don't, I don't even pretend it's finished, but kind of going through that transition of like, wow, who am I now, really? Mm-hmm. Um, and thinking about you know what I want to create. Um, and Dennis, who you met, also I think. Dennis Burke, I think, yeah. I think he was there. Yeah, so just kind of from the Aikido perspective, and, yeah. and the, you know, the ideas and understandings of possibilities that have come out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so those are the two I would. Okay. What motivates you as a maverick? So I understand my dad. You know, sorry, I'm not thinking of him because he's not alive anymore, but. <coughs> Me. Just the, the knowledge that there are so many better ways of doing things that haven't yet been discovered or even have been discovered that haven't been adopted. Okay. Um, and even like stupid things like, or trivial, like driving in the bus lane. Hmm. You're quite right. We don't use the word stupid. I'm, I'm sorry. Even silly things like yeah. driving driving in the bus lane. 
um, you know, most people don't drive in the bus lane at all. Mm. Rather than looking at the sign of like, okay, when is it okay to ride in the bus yeah. lane? When is it not? Okay. So, 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 just. I mean, it's not a brilliant example because it's a bit selfish, but it means that I can get a clear road just because I'm looking at the signs, and going, I'm prepared to take the risk of actually, you know, what I back myself or parking on a yellow line. You know, where can I park? You know, I will drive right up, you know, outside the venue and find the space. Yeah. That people are like, oh, you'll never, don't drive, don't drive, you'll never find a yeah. space, but I do. So, I actually um, think that's a very good example. It's a very <laughs> down to earth example of yeah. how mavericks think differently. Yeah. Okay. And so, so, so for me, the motivation is, is rather than it being selfish, it's mm. like but that possibility is there at a, at, a, at a much bigger level, you know, globally, societally, um, to organize, organize ourselves in a way that really enables us. To kind of, yeah, live more happily, okay. have more in our lives. Do you like being a maverick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What would you like to have been asked that I haven't asked you, Darius? Is it? I guess it's maybe a slightly nuanced question, nuanced question, mm-hmm. than the one you just asked. But is it important? Is being a maverick important? Yeah. Wonderful, thank you. And if you'd asked me, you know, five years ago, certainly ten years ago, mm-hmm. I would have said it really defined who I was mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, my, my raison d'etre was to be a maverick. Okay. For the entertainment value, for the, you know, whatever else, just like my identity was very much wrapped up in that. Um. And now I would say it's not in the sense that it's really what, what, what you know, the, the difference in the thinking and, and the benefits that can bring, that's what I'm interested in and, and means to some extent I've let go of doing things differently for the sake of it. Okay. You know, and, and be more purposeful and, um, yeah, so letting go of the identity of it a bit more. Okay. I'm just going to switch the recorder off. Thank you for letting me interview you.